welcome to today's Sages Retreat podcast. Normally a good place for news about films, games and who Katie Price is lining up to marry next, of course. Uh, my name is Lee and today I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan. Nathan, um, how are you and where have you been? I'm better and I've been uh, recuperating from uh, good old coronavirus um, that liked to put me on my arse. Um, um, it's still kicking it a little bit, but I'm, I'm managing to, to be here today. Sound a lot better. Raring to go. Uh, today, uh, we are not doing our normal news uh, stuff, but we've not done out normal for the last month. Uh, today is our one of our console specials, which we haven't done for a little while, and I'm quite glad to get stuck back into it again. Uh, Nathan, tell us um, all about these consoles and why we've chosen them. Also, why have we got four and not one? Uh, well, we've got four today because uh, they're all Sega ones and it, become, it came at the end uh, of, well, not at the end, but the, it leads to the end, um, a Sega as, as a powerhouse of the 90s um, where you had, it was Sega and Nintendo and then PlayStation were nowhere and then it were there. Um, Oof, it were there. Yeah, it was, which, I mean, you wouldn't think, you, I don't think you could do it these, well, you definitely couldn't do it these days. Imagine if a console just came out and then just knocked Xbox and PlayStation, like, for six and just dis, like wiped the floor with them and then Xbox or PlayStation just went bust. Yeah, I think the only, the only way that I think that could happen as a, as a serious uh, thought would be cloud gaming. I think if Stadia had become successful mm. and had a good... You know, like yeah. I think we need a Netflix of games to 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 knock them out. But people just like that console on the uh, on the desk, don't they? Which is understandable. And so we've got we've got four four yeah. four Sega uh, beasts. We've got, of course, Sega CD. We've got the 32X. We've got the uh, Saturn, and then last we've got the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Um, in chronological order, very well. much so. We we did. I did that on purpose. I'm good on it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, today's yeah consoles they're arguably uh, arguably failures. I think uh, for for Sega mm-hmm. and for the console world in general. But they've got some great memories, and um, you know, even though they didn't do well, they definitely. They, uh, my words are a bit all over the place for this. It's kind of hard to explain, but they've kind of got lost in in history but still people do remember them quite well especially mm. i will say especially the the dreamcast which we'll talk a little mm. bit more about uh first one is the sega cd we're, we're taking it in terms on things aren't we i'm having the i'll start mm. off with the sega cd uh i never owned one. Oh, i won't lie and i did want one and i still want one now because i do have a mega drive so i, I, I kind of think i will get one at some point um, Sega CD uh, released in Japan 1991 that was a really long time ago that's like at least what 30 years ago <laughs> um, oh. the US 1992 and the UK and the EU uh, Europe EU Europe uh, 1993 the lifespan does it seem that long ago just as a as a no. thought it doesn't no. it's, it's weird to think it's that long ago because when I, whenever I think of 30 years ago I think it's seventies. I think nineteen seventy, late sixties. That's 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 where my mind goes to. Not the early nineties. Legitimately, yeah, <laughs> very yeah. much, very much so. Uh, hmm. The lifespan of the the Mega CD slash Sega CD system was uh, only ninety one to, well, which was the first release Japan, to nineteen ninety six when it was ultimately canned and forgotten about oh. forever, to the bargain bin. Uh, it sold two point two four million units, and that's a lot like as a number but in console terms not really a lot uh price in the uk was 
£270 when it came out. Uh, but if we look at, at inflation, that's £520 today's money. So imagine you had a console and someone said, we've got a little add-on for it that will make it not a lot better, but it will sound oh. better and have some really shit full motion video. Uh, but it's going to oh. cost you 520 quid. You just wouldn't do it, would you? The, yeah. the best-selling game on it, of course, was Sonic CD. It sold 1.5 million, which is well over half of the of the units that oh. were sold, which is quite quite decent. Seven models, uh, as we like to say, variations were released, including the original model that sat under the Mega Drive, which is like a massive breeze block. You remember, it, it looked like a DVD player, didn't it? It was like huge. Oh. Uh, it was the same width. Uh, the Mega Drive 2 model, which sat next to it, which kind of looked like a CD player that like your dad or your uncle would have in their car, just sitting next to it, or like you know, like what the crap port ones always skipped, oh. unless you had a lot of money. Um, the Genesis CDX, which I think looks brilliant, it's like a, a combo. It, it has like a slot at the back, but then the CD, uh, a poppy open thing, lid. That's the word uh, at the front. That looks really good. Um, oh, and if you are listening to this, um, the, the there will be a YouTube video going up, and what I'll be doing is I'll be trying to pop up pictures and little video clips as we talk. It won't be the main main focus, but I think it'll be nice as a visual. Uh, a visual, uh, you know, thing. Um, that was released in the US, I believe only in the US, 1993. Um, others I want to mention are the Victor Wonder Mega, the Pioneer Laser Active. These played Mega CD content as well. Uh, the Laser Active also had 3D goggles, which uh, I don't think they really did a lot with. So we'll uh, we'll not worry too much about that at the moment. Games worth mentioning um, for the Sega CD, because let's be honest, there was... I remember, uh, you know, a few that were out. We've got Sonic CD, which we've already we've already hit on. Earthworm Jim Special Edition. Um, don't remember that one. Final Fight. I do remember Final Fight. Um, I have played on a Mega CD several times uh, years ago, and not so many years ago. Uh, so I do have a little bit of experience with these. Um, Final Fight, uh, basically a Streets of Rage clone. Uh, brilliant game. You was you was you was like this do big dude called like Haga. He was like Haga Haga. He was like the mayor, but he also beat the shit out of people. Um, I think all mayors really should have that right as a mayor. Hmm. If trouble, Definitely. if there's trouble, kick a bin over, pick up a baseball bat, just just knock him down. Why not? You won't mess hmm. with a mayor, would you? Uh, no. Star Wars Rebel Assault, which I don't remember, but I did watch a video. It looks pretty, uh, pretty decent. Eternal Champions, uh, which originally came out on the Mega Drive. Uh, it was a fighting game trying to take a bit of that Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter vibe. Unfortunately... Um, it looked really good, but it was shit to play. Uh, I want to not even messing about with that one. Fatal Fury uh, Special. I bought that game, and I that was the, one of the first games I bought and regretted. Um, oh. Yeah, Fatal Fury. <laughs> it, 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 it has special pain in my heart. That one, Fatal mm. Fury, uh, which was another fighting game you might not have heard of, or you might have heard of, came out in the Mega Drive. So good. I remember mm. when HMVs used to be massive and everywhere. There was a really big one. In uh, Nottingham, uh, if you're listening and you're from Nottingham, you probably remember it. Huge it was. It eventually turned into the Virgin Megas. Now it's a pound shop, it's just full of shit. Um, and it's got like a, a downstairs bit, which is full of clothes, and they're all terrible. Um, worse than Primark. And even, I mean, some of Primark's all for okay, but this is terrible. Uh, I, I used to go in there, go downstairs. There used to be a Mega Drive set up with like a TV, Mega Drive pad. I stood there for hours, but I swear hours playing Fatal Fury. Amazing game. That I, can't, I just can't even begin to sort of dig into it. How <laughs> how nice it looked. It played well. It basically was a Street Fighter clone, but was done well. 
just how you wanted it. So there's a special edition of this on uh, Mega CD, which I've never played, and I think I might see if I can get hold of it at some point. Mm. Night Trap. So Night Trap and Sewer Shark were two of the big ones that were on there. You might have heard and remember these ones because they were very full-motion video-orientated. Um, uh, Night, Tra- Night Trap had some... Uh, it was like... It was somewhere between Scream and, like... Uh, it was just horror, and it was weird. This I did have some trivia about it. Night Trap, which is heavy on the full-motion video, was an, on the end of the bad pub- publicity stick and caused the media to shit themselves. There's a woman in a lingerie that gets attacked in a bathroom, and apparently it was meant to be a satire sort of game, and all the scenes were supposed to be, like, a, a bit of a jab at the old Dracula sort of... Um, mm. Uh, films and you know because they're not you often got don't take them serious they're a bit weird and crap aren't they um but it uh, it didn't go very well and it was even spoke about in the uk parliament so Mm. it survived luckily but barely and the other full motion video one i don't suppose you remember this i think it might have been one of the release ones that you saw in the trailers was sewer shark and that was it was like you were you were in in a you weren't a shark you were in a sewer though and there was a dude, and you saw his face, and he was like, Ooh. Um, never played it, probably never will. Hmm. <laughs> um, originally developed with a very basic audio CD, CD-ROM technology, uh, they ended up fixing it, because a lot of the development units actually burst into flames. So they ended up scrapping it, and because it was like a cheap, not cheap model CD-ROM, they ended up scrapping it all and putting it in something with a bit better, better quality. Um, mm. Which I think they should have just released them and let them explode because that was all they were. Maybe better value as a bomb, as as it was an add-on for a a, 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 a decent console. And the last bit of e- uh, this uh, section. First, first of all, I just want to ask: Do you have any memories of the Mega CD? I should have asked this to start with, but do you have any memories personally of the Mega CD? Had you played it, uh, etc.? I didn't play it. I didn't own it. But I do remember it because I think it was in gaming magazines and there used to be quite a lot of uh, independent game shops where I live. Mm. Um, there were one specifically in Castle Market, um, which is not there anymore. The whole market has disappeared. Um, in so it's not that the shop's not there. The whole no, market's the shop- gone. <laughs> Yeah, Sheffield City Council they decided to knock it down and move it, um, but not take that game shop with it. But I remember going to this game shop to buy Mega Drive games or whatever and seeing it in there and thinking, that's the future, that's that's what I want. It was that's... though, wasn't it? You looked at it and it, yeah. it was kind of beautiful. It was mm. that that cool cassette era aesthetic and it had these mm. full motion video which kind of looked crap, but at the same time you couldn't get it on your Mega Drive so it was kind of good. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it were all that futuristic CD that I were like, oh yeah, the... this is this is what I need to get. Yeah, because it, it, it's uh, people don't understand nowadays, but when when you go from cartridges, big chunky plastic cartridges, to something like a CD, it feels so futuristic. That just that like, it's like they're not even in the same league, even though at the end of the day cartridges are better than CD. That's the funny thing; um, they are better, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but our futuristic. Just looking at, I mean, when the last time you looked at back of a CD, but just looking at back of a CD, it's mesmerising. As a child, so good. I want to say about two hours ago because I was putting one in a case <laughs> that I found. Um, yeah. But as when you say looked at it and 
twist it and get the light on it and yeah. uh, not in a long time but yeah definitely two hours ago when I put one in a case <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember the last time I touched a CD well this was a DVD so yeah. a bit different you know oh yeah yeah oh, totally no, different no, no, that's, it doesn't have the same shine it does it's like oh it's a different colour yeah. um but ultimately, the Mega CD uh, sadly uh, failed, um, and there's a few reasons why. Uh, I definitely probably haven't got them all, but I think some of these are the main ones. It, it came at the end of the um, 16-bit era, and people were basically they were just ready to move on. It's as simple as that. <coughs> Not a lot of people were going to commit. Um, the thing is about these add-ons is that. It, it's people aren't stupid. They know that it's an add-on because there's something else over that hill. So if they can wait another year, oh. there's there's something better. Um, it was expensive. It was very expensive. Like we said earlier, you someone if someone's like, I got a little add-on, sounds a bit better, might look a little bit better. Five hundred quid. Just gonna go. No thanks. You're not gonna do it, are you? Um, so yeah, it was very expensive. And oh. the Mega Drives, I think, were quite cheap near the end of its life cycle. Yeah. Um, but of course, no one's going to spend that much on, a, on an add-on. It offered nothing uh, massive in terms of gameplay. It did sound better because, of course, it was a CD, um, mm. and the full motion video was entertaining. But it was, it was, it was shocking. And even those who liked it, like say, would admit to the fact that it did look a bit crap. Um, it, it. Uh, I guess the uh, the people that were developing it lacked a lot of vision. And uh, it, it didn't have enough support, uh, and like I say, it died. It died a bit of a sad death. The only bright side to the Mega the CD is the fact that it arguably provides the best Sonic game, which you hear quite a lot, quite a lot of. I have played it, and I always say, you know, Sonic Two, that's my baby, and I'm never going to change from that. But for a Sonic experience, it was uh, it was it was pretty good. So that's the uh, that's the end of the. Uh, the mega C, the mega CD. Uh, rolling on to the next one. Yep. And before I move on, I'll just let you know that I, I like we're going to talk about it quite a lot, um, and you'll people probably all listening is going to see it as like a bit of a theme about why these things fail, mm. and price price is always a, another one. But what we'll what we've sort of mentioning is the technological like advances that they, do, they did, <clears throat> like nowadays. Whenever you think of someone doing something different, you you think of Nintendo, like we we and motion controls and and Xbox trying with Connect and PlayStation with Move dildo thing control pads, whatever they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Um, yeah, um, ping pong ball things. Um, you you see them as like someone trying something a little bit different, and they never motion controls. Yeah, but they've always been sort of around. But when you look back at Sega, I don't think they get as much credit as they should do because. Look at the look at the things they're trying, and actually, in an age of cartridges, this is before PlayStation. By is, is this about three, four years or something? Uh, for PS One, uh, what the Mega CD? Yeah, uh, what it's. I think the PlayStation PlayStation came out like ninety six. And I want to say ninety four. <gasps> carry on talking. Carry on talking. Yeah, well, it, that that came out before PlayStation, and it had a CD. And Sega's trying new stuff. They're they're building on what they've got, literally by getting add-ons to stuff, which um, didn't obviously didn't do very well, but because of the price and everything. But they they were they were putting it out there. They were before the time, to be honest. And I think they should get more credit for that because every, every one of these 
has got some sort of technological like advancement that the other consoles didn't have at the time. Exactly, it was it's... new. The technology was coming on yeah. thick and fast, wasn't it? And they were trying. Uh, yeah, they, were, they, were risk- they took them risks. Yeah, and obviously that gamble didn't pay off. Um, but I mean, it, we're talking about the last four consoles of, of, I mean, of Sega's life. Nintendo didn't take uh, do anything different until the Wii. Yeah, exactly. The GameCube, the GameCube was basically a, 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 a NES, but more powerful. Yeah, and they don't even like. If you look at Nintendo's consoles, they they always come out after the other consoles of that generation. They never come out before yeah. or on 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 par. Xbox and PlayStation should always fight, and they they always try and get it out at the same time. Whether there's a month or two between, it's like way. they have their own fight, and Nintendo just kind of like, oh, there's me as well. Yeah. They, they wait till everyone's got their PlayStations or Xbox or whatever, and then they trundle on with the, the three or four year old hardware already when it's brand new. Yeah, it's, and and churn out the same game that churned out before. It's the same for the Switch. People go on and on about the Switch, yeah. but at the end of the day, it has ports of games that aren't as good as the original games. You mm. know, it's like oh, we've got Skyrim in the Witcher. They don't play as well as what they did. As what they yeah. did. Who's gonna buy them? <laughs> It's what they did a few years ago yeah. on different hardware yeah. that people already own. Mm. They already have an Xbox or a PlayStation or a mm. PC, and it's like, I'll get it on Switch. Mm. It plays like shit, but I can hold it. You know? Why, yeah. why bother? Just stick to your mm. same old seven games that you bring out, your Mario Kart, your Mario mm. World, whatever it is this time, and and, all, and your, your party and your handful of other stuff. Just stick to it. People yeah. buy it. Just, just stop. Uh, they're trying to replace, and it's it's not. So I don't think it's working as well as what what it could do. No. Uh, I mean, you look at Sega, and it's done it's done these things before. Like we've we've been talking about Dreamcast and the VMU, a little handheld separate part of the of the console, secondary screen. Just the, two, I mean, the, there are two big things about the Dreamcast which were futuristic, but we'll get onto that yeah, when yeah. we get onto the Dreamcast. Uh, but Sega thirty two X, Nathan, what 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 you got? Yeah. We've got uh, another another add-on ish. Um, it was released in November nineteen ninety four in the US and Japan. In Europe, it was in January nineteen ninety five. As always, we get everything before uh, later. And not anymore. Not anymore. But yeah, then it was. But, it, it's just that they took a long time on the boat. Yeah, that's 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 what I used to think as a child. I used to think when when when's Miss Sega gonna quit getting? Yeah? When am I? It's when can a, I play it? It's only a really small factory, and the boat's so slow. Yeah. With, with Mega Drive, they had to pop all Genesis labels off and stick all Mega Drive ones on so it were called proper. So. But it was an add-on that expanded the Mega Drive to be a 32-bit console in that interim area before the next big thing came out. It sold 800,000 units, which I, I don't need to tell you, that's not very many. Um, it cost £169 at release, which is approximately £340 in today's money. Even, even, which... even then, it's still pricey. They've, yeah, they've just that's still had, an expensive thing. They've just had the Mega CD, which flopped. And then mm. it's like, oh, there's this other thing. Didn't work either. Yeah, I mean, this, this, let's remember this is the same time period as the PlayStation 1 so, coming out. So, yeah, look, hang on, I was saying the PlayStation 1 came out in 1994 in Japan, 95 mm-hmm. here. So, you were you were right, but we'll say we did, mm. we did get it in 95. So, yeah, this, this, the same, the same time frame as this, then, because this is yeah. 94 for Japan and. Then get. I don't know what they were thinking with this. They'd obviously not done the market research because I can't remember the pricing that we said because we obviously we have we've done a PlayStation video, but 
£340 in today's money, I'm sure that PlayStation was around four, five hundred, if I remember correctly. I so not a, much I more. Can have you a get... quick look. Carry on, yeah. Yeah, it's not much more, and you get arguably a better, more powerful next-gen console uh, with more games on um, that more people are going to have. Um, it had, where are we looking? It had two 32-bit CPUs and a 3D processor, which, as we all know, uh, I early 3D stuff. This is Lee saying this. Yeah, sorry, this is, no, I wrote this out, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I'm, I'm in agreement with Lee on this. Uh, everyone remembers the PlayStation fondly. Look back at some of the early 3D stuff because it is a hot garbage mess um, and it does not yep. hold up well. No, it doesn't. Um, it's like, oh, we've got this technology. We can we can take an object and mm. we can like rotate it and you can have this. It was like, um, what was the Mario 3D World? Was it Mario 3D? Um, Ma- Mario 64. Mario 64 was 3D, wasn't yeah. it? But the yeah. world was empty. It's like we've got this massive, massive area because we can go anywhere we want. We can go mm. left, right. We can go back. We can go. Oh, we can go up. But not. They just didn't have anything in it. And yeah. I think although it, it's kind of they didn't try too hard with it. I think it's rather cute. See, I think it works quite well. But it's also mm. very empty. And I think that looking at today's three um, D stuff is a, is a lot, a lot, a lot better. Um, I think. Mm. I think it. It was early days, it took time, but I think a lot of the early 3D stuff was shit. Like I say, Mario yeah. 64 wasn't too bad, but it was still empty. Mm. Uh, you look at gameplay of it, and it's just like, it's barren. Uh, it's terrible. But uh, like I say, a lot of early 3D stuff, dog shit. Yeah, especially the PlayStation generation. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, if done right, uh, you get some games like uh, Alundra Set or even Final Fantasy VII. I know that looks. Because it's polygony, but that's the style. And what, if they made the 3D type into a style and took time with it, it looked good. Yeah, um, yeah, it needed work. Then you get, oh, yeah, yeah other, other games just mm, like I, I, I can always remember. Uh, same, same with Mario. The trees uh, on Colin McRae Rally were just like pictures. It's just a 2D of a tree. tree that just and wherever you moved, it sort of like so it always looked like. Yeah, it was just a flat picture or a tree, mm. but you could. St- it, and if you tried to drive through it, it was like a cross section, like sort uh. of. Yeah, to say it where. Yeah, but that's what they did with trees on Mario 64. It's just one of them, like, little programming uh, like a, steps. Like a skip. magic trick. We'll have a 2D yeah, tree, but we'll rotate oh. it. So, it, yeah, good idea. Yeah, so it doesn't have as much. Big, big brain have, shit right there. Hardware. Big brain. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it gave an upgraded colour palette, slightly more processing power, and they already mentioned 3D element. 40 title, titles yep, were produced worldwide for the 32X, and 10 of those were exclusive to the US. That's not a lot at all. No, um, it's not. It's not. It's like we've got, right, got a 32X. We're going to drag out this uh, console for a bit longer. Yeah. Could be really good. Not expensive as the uh, Mega CD. We've only got 40 games, by the way. 10 of them are in America because they're all shit sports games. Mm. Probably. It's a, yeah. It's it's weird that they've got exclusives in America rather than Japan because it were, it always, they were always exclusives in Japan, weren't they? I was yes. trying to get hold of them. There's, uh, I think it's the fact that Sega had the American Sega team as mm. well as the Japanese. Because obviously they need some Western side to it so they had the americans yeah. and the american sega head office were like hey man we, we need a load of shit sports games and then they just made yeah we need we need madden John, and nfl and golf some crap golf game yeah. 
whoever was yeah. currently popular golf game, um, which I need mm. to mention on one of the games. <laughs> There's a game. It's called Golf Magazine. 36 Great Holes. <laughs> 36 Great Holes starring Fred Couples. I've heard of Fred Couples, but I didn't look him up. Something to do with mm. 36 Great Holes and Couples. And magazine. Could be. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know. I'm not, I'm not digging into that one. Um, yeah, yeah not many not many games. Uh, clearly not a lot of support. No. And no. Yeah, a bit sad. So, so Yeah, it's a weird one. Because it's, I mean, all we've got some of the games listed. And uh, a lot of them are already on. These just upgraded visuals yep. or something like that. It's not, there's not even, I'm not even going to mention really any of them. Because it's not... It's not that good. I'll um, I'll do the honour then of mentioning the ones mm. that are worth mentioning, and it is Virtua Fighter because it was the first time it had come out, and it yeah. looked relatively similar to the arcade game, which it did. Yeah. But it was that weird polygon 3D where everything's like triangles, uh, and I wasn't I was never a big fan of Virtua Fighter, and it also had a uh, Virtua Racing. Now, the Virtua Racing game, did you ever play it in the arcade? Uh, probably so good really good my favourite racing game in the arcade was Daytona and I nearly shouted Daytona like the, can you remember it from the arcade it was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. so good uh, but yeah Virtua Racing actually looks quite good on this console because um, I think it came out on the Mega Drive or something like that it came out on something mm. else but it looked absolutely solid on here and I mm. think they're the only two that are uh, are worth mentioning um mm. Yes. So, so why did it fail? Um, you can probably guess it was very expensive. It didn't offer enough in terms of games or technological leap. I mean, a slight better fidelity on graphics. Or yeah, something. it did look a bit better, a few more colours, etc., etc. But it's not enough. Yeah, the uh, US and Japanese teams didn't communicate very well due to their language barrier. I mean, you think you think they would have got some sort of better team building tr- translation thing going on, but. No, and everyone knew it was a band-aid and that something else was coming. Like we've already pre-mentioned, PlayStation came out at the exact same time. So I'm guessing people didn't... Unless unless you were a die-hard Mega Drive fan or a collector, I'm guessing that some of these 800,000 people were... You were waiting for PlayStation, basically. Mm. Um, And you weren't going to spend... You weren't going to spend money on on an old console. No, uh, something worth mentioning a little bit of trivia was the Sega Neptune. Uh, I came across mm. this information in several places. It was a, a an unproduced 2-in-1 Genesis and 32X console. So it wasn't... <coughs> it was kind of just smashed together as one console as opposed to an add-on, which Sega planned yeah. to release in the fall of 1995 with the retail price planned to be something less than $200, which would have put it as a more a competitive sort of price. Mm. Um it was featured in early as March 1995 for Sega Magazine, says the console shows uh, the commitment to hardware, uh, but they cancelled it in also uh, 1995, same year, October, citing fears that it would dilute their marketing for the Saturn because they were trying to push uh, the Saturn. Hmm. Um, Electronic Gaming Monthly, which was an American magazine, and I knew a retailer that sold it, and sometimes I used to buy one and feel really special because I had this American magazine. Um, they use it as an April Fool's Day prank in its April 2001 issue. The issue included a small article which the writers announced that Sega had found a warehouse full of old Sega Neptunes and was selling them on a website for $199. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely uh, brilliant. Right, so my turn. I'm going to go on about Saturn for a little bit and then your favourite after. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sega Saturn. Can you remember how it looks? That little, that like Mega Drive, but a bit like a box, more of a, mm. such a good look to it. I don't care what anyone says. I love the look of the Saturn. And if anything, kind of looks like a Dreamcast a bit. It has a, has a bit more mm. of a vibe. Uh, I think they're definitely heading. So, so this is the first on the list that actually be a new console at the time of release instead of, a, of an add-on. Released in Japan, mm. 1994, uh, America and Europe in 1995, costing £399 pounds on release, which would be about £800 in today's money. Mm. Absolutely ridiculously expensive. This was like the old PlayStation 3 fiasco from yeah. a few years ago when it was like, it was so expensive. Remember that massive PlayStation 3 that came out that was kind of glossy, but really expensive? Yeah. Uh, never had a play. Oh, no, I didn't have that one. I had the like the slim one when it eventually came out. Um, it came in two colours, the standard black and the white model, to appeal to women and children. Uh, that is the truth. Utterly sexist. Um, I think I probably would have preferred the white one, actually. Um, but... They were like, what do we do? What do we do? Lots of men buy it. We'll have a white one because women and children will be like, that looks less Aww. aggressive. I've no idea. Uh, it sold 9.2 million units and then was discontinued in Japan in the year 2000. A 32-bit new generation that superseded Mega Drive and its add-ons. This console was the accumulation of all those bits and bobs that they've been messing about with for a few years. <laughs> thrown it. We've got the CD. Everything, thrown it into one tidy box and then reorganised it into the Saturn. Um do you have any, any any memories of the Saturn? I do. I didn't own one, uh, but my cousin did. Well, two of my cousins did. They shared ownership. And um, I only remember one game on it, and I think it was Virtual Fire. Um, mm. uh, it was Virtual Fire 2 when it came out. Oh, yeah, Virtual Fire 2. Yeah. And I remember, as a child, I loved all things gaming console and stuff, and I wasn't wowed. Um, and... I can remember it looking very colourful and very triangular. Um, they're, they're the best describing words I could think for the Saturn. But I did. I'd, it's, it's one of them consoles that I never wanted, and and I know that it had some good games for it. Um, it had some some decent things, but I it's it's one of them that there were other stuff at the time. Uh, I I concentrated mainly on PlayStation. Um, so it, the the Saturn passed me by, um, but I did I did like we said jump onto the Dreamcast, but not as not as a main console. Mm. I went Xbox. Yeah, we've uh, we'll uh, mention a few of the uh, oh, well for a start, my memories are zero for this game. This console absolutely mm. zero. Mm. I don't remember seeing it anywhere. I didn't know yeah. anyone that had it. When did it come out? So it was ninety five. So I would have been. Literally, my cousin was the only person I knew. Yeah. That I mean, nine point two. I don't know who. I don't know who bought them. Maybe just the Japanese. Mm. I don't know. A uh, few games worth mentioning. Uh, first, we've got a really good uh, Oddity. Um, this one. There was an Isle of Man TT racing game that came out for it. A bit. I don't know who thought mm. they were sitting there and like, oh, what do we need for the Saturn? Can you remember those like mm. like that? They do all the race motorbikes around the Isle of Man. Yeah, let's do. What, who who thought of that? Daytona USA racing game. Now that um, was the one I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about the arcade that came out. Very good uh, replication of that game. Oh, amazing game. Just soundtrack alone. Uh, Sega Rally, uh, another good racing game. Virtua Fighter 2. Virtua Cop, I believe that had the uh, peripherals for it, the guns. X-Men mm. versus Street Fighter, very good um, 
uh, very good beat em up. Die Hard Arcade, which was not the Die Hard that came out on the PlayStation, something different. The Bomberman. Um, people think and say, I've heard that Bomberman on the Saturn is one of the best Bomberman uh, versions that came out. And I really feel like I need to investigate that because I do like Bomberman. Sonic R, a racing game where you are Sonic and his various friends, but you don't have a car, you just run. So it's a mm. running racing game. Um, don't know if I like the sound of that. Nights into Dreams as well. Can you remember that like pinky purple thing? It's got like long, yeah. weird. Yeah, that was like an unofficial mascot because no Sonic game came out mm. for the Saturn. Uh, it's failure. Dev teams uh, ended up being split between the 32X and the Saturn and they shouldn't have been. The 32X shouldn't have been a yeah. thing. They should have all been thrown into the Saturn. Notoriously hard to code games for it due to um, dual-core processor. Uh, gave very bad low-res visuals and big blocky polygons. So although some of the games look very good, it was just um, very difficult to, to do anything with. Communications, again, between Japan and America, yet being very bad. Um, I came across this twice. Basically, they... Not only would they have a language barrier, they were also very stubborn with each other. Uh, hmm. Waste, uh, just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the other thing, two things worth mentioning: the PlayStation basically about at the same time wiped the floor with it because hmm. it it been oh, it been advertised that well, and people were just like Sega, no more Sega, thanks, I'm done with it, and they just waited. Hmm. They waited for the PlayStation, um, and of course. We've got to mention that there was no. Uh, if I can you can you do that last one because you edited that one, didn't you? What was that? Yeah, there was a planned Sonic game which was going to be the like the the game that everyone would have. It had a great big hype and buzz around it. Everybody wanted it. It was the reason to own a Saturn called Sonic Extreme with an X because it was known to Extreme. Um, yeah, it was gonna. It was literally gonna be the biggest thing in the world. Uh, it was gonna compete with Mario sixty four and Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation. Uh, Mario sixty four, obviously on Nintendo, not PlayStation. Um, it was gonna be a hard hit against them, and it got cancelled. Um, loads of different reasons as to why it got cancelled. Um, it was it was their first like dive into three D, and. I've I've seen a few videos on it and it does look alright. It's still got that sort of sideways on, like from original Sonics, but in a more 3D world. Uh, Colours obviously more vibrant and uh, things are smoother. Um, they were even uh, some Italian film. Uh, I can't remember the, the studio. It might have been Warner Brothers or something. Uh, that all the, all the plans for that fell through. That were going to be a trilogy about Robotnik coming to our world and trying to take over. Uh, I don't know what relevance that has to the new film that came out, Sonic, because I'd seen it. But that's what it was going to be. And they, the, the negotiations for the film fell through. Then the uh, the game got cancelled, and then it all just died. Uh, it, 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 went, it went very long after, weren't it? They, they discontinued it. So. Uh, I might uh, not have put the information on that one. 1994, August 1994, Sega of America signed a deal with Metro Goldwyn Mayer, obviously MGM. That's it, MGM. And Trilogy Entertainment to produce a live action animated film based on Sonic the Hedgehog and tie into the Sonic Extreme. In May 1995, basically it all went tits up and that, that never happened. Um, yeah. There was a bit more information, but there's no point reading it. It didn't happen, did it? Um, yeah. Sega Saturn, another failure, although it has some gems on it which people love. I have a friend who, uh, Scott, who has a uh, Sega Saturn and he. Loves it. 
I think he mm. regularly goes on it as as well. So, uh, I think the people that had it did did genuinely love it. Did, did genuinely love it. Yeah. Because there were there were some gems on there that you couldn't get on other consoles, and I don't think it was pushed hard enough for them. It were more all hinging on that Sonic game when they should have really. I think there was Jade Cocoon and something else, some RPGs, Panzer Dragoon, and yeah, all sorts. There was of, lots. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some decent games for it, but they they bungled it. And like, like we said, with uh, it having bungled. some sort of. <laughs> They bungled it. They messed Just it up. Just a massive brown bear come through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like, like we said with technology advances, we've got here with Saturn. We've got a dual core processor, um, and it sounds it doesn't sound that exciting now. But then uh, nobody could code on it because it was just too it, it, too goddamn it new on territory. Yeah. Yeah. It was too it was too new for the game developers could not work it out. The the actual hardware to what you got with the visuals you could get better visuals I would love to see someone code a game now for the Saturn to see what it could actually look like because always got knowledge on on a dual code processor because they didn't know what they were doing so they just coded it crap basically that's why you get them big polygons and rough round edges because they didn't they didn't know what they were doing so it, it didn't it didn't utilize any of its its processing power at all um so it was just too new just going off that about coding for older consoles there was very recently a new mega drive game made mm-hmm. someone coded a mega drive game it's called Tang- yeah. tanglewood and mm. um yeah, very good. I was actually quite impressed by it. It, it yeah, yeah. It genuinely is um, is a great looking game, and it, it just goes to show you that uh, there's still life in these old consoles if you were, uh, you know, if you put your you put your mind to it. So Ooh. last is all yours because I know you own this one. Uh, I say I, yeah. I didn't, so I think it's only fair that you uh, smash this one out, and I'll I'll butt in when I feel like it. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yep. So we've got Dreamcast, which uh, out of all all four consoles, and between two people that live in different areas, basically same generation, just at least slightly older by about 15, 20 years, then we have, we both didn't, we out of all four of these, only I owned one of these. That's, that's how, that's how not marketed well and not handled well Sega, Adam. And I, mean, I was, you, I was a massive Mega Drive yeah. fan. Massive Mega Drive fan. Yeah. I was the target audience, but it everything was too expensive. Yeah, it just, it just they just didn't have they, they didn't have a handle on what things should be. I think I went from Mega Drive, and... yeah, to PlayStation. Hmm. Yeah, I think I went Mega Drive to PlayStation. Yeah, and yeah. PlayStation Two, then Xbox. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then with with like Nintendo consoles as an extra, just thrown in every now and again. Yeah, because they never it's never a proper console with Nintendo. No. Um, yeah, it was the most successful, but maybe not. Definitely the most loved console, um, and the most frustrating because it didn't succeed. Um, it was released between November ninety eight for Japan and December two thousand for India. It was like an afterthought. I think it was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Uh, we got it in America, yeah. and it's like oh, when I was looking it up, it just went oh, India got it December two thousand. What? What? Oh. You got, got this. That. This is the linchpin to why it didn't succeed. I mean, they didn't, they nowhere near did they corner that Indian market that early. That's the problem with this. They left it too late. Xbox One were coming out and GameCube and whatever at that time. 
uh, for two hundred pound, which adjusted with inflation is three hundred and forty-four pound in today's money. That's that seems reasonable for that time. That doesn't seem like no. eight hundred pound for a Saturn. A couple of years before, which that's that's pretty good. It sold nine point one three million all over the world in total, and it was CD-ROM based with four control ports. The weird joypad thing, you, you need to get a picture flashed up on screen. Yep. And if you listen to it on Spotify, you need to Google what it looked like. Because if it didn't have the little uh, memory card things that you plug in the VMUs, it was just a big empty, like, hole. Gaping that, chasm. <laughs> yeah, it was It was a weird choice, but it was really good. People loved it. Um, it had all sorts of uh, uses, the little box thing, but... From me owning it, I remember that the batteries did not last very long, and they was very expensive. So I never I had two of the VMUs in two control pads, so one one in each, and I never was able to have them unplugged and use them because the batteries was just too expensive. Um, so I I know loads of people used to take them out, and I think you could do something with Pokemon, and there was a Final Fantasy eight like tying. Yeah. thing where you could walk a chocobo and the, I can't remember the other things there was quite a lot of stuff that you could do with it, it would, basically a Tamagotchi like style graphics um, like well I said graphics it was just like a calculator sort of I can't remember what you call them screens like an LCD, LCD. Screen. they could crystal display the screen like a calculator yeah yeah yeah, yeah so it just you just had that um, which the, the, it, it were really good um, but it was cancelled two years later so like in 2001 um, so it wasn't out for very long uh, in 2009 IGM named the Dreamcast the 8th greatest console of all time giving credit to the innovations and software for the system according to IGM the Dreamcast was the first console to incorporate a built in modem for online play which it was and while the networking lacked the polish and refinement of its successors it was the first time users could seamlessly power on and play with others around the globe I mean I didn't have this 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 option, um, I know you had a modem. I, I can remember trying to get it to work, being a kid and not really understanding what the internet were, um, because we didn't have the internet. It didn't work, obviously. But I know lots of people um, who had this and had the internet, because um, there was Fantasy Star Online, which you could play online with, which I owned and couldn't play it because I didn't have it online, um, which were a bit wasted for me. I, I watched... Um, I've watched quite a lot of stuff on the technology today to try and get a grasp on, on it. I won't bore you with the details. If somebody wants to go and Google it and have a look, especially as people that like PC gaming, it had a lot of chips and CPUs and, and GPUs. and it, It's got a VPU, um, if you can believe that, um, in it that weren't a thing... It, I mean, it, it had its own dedicated graphics card, which the other consoles didn't really have. Uh, wasn't it a Voodoo graph- a Voodoo one that it had in it? Yeah. 3- 3D Voodoo FX graphics card or something in it. I read something yeah. about it, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, this were packed with so much computing power and it was so ahead of its time and it just failed. Um, and it's a sad one because I would have loved to have seen, I would have loved to seen where it would have gone. And this obviously was the nail in the coffin for, for Sega, which is now... Uh, obviously, just a, a games publisher. Um, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Is, I know you're not want to go going to go through the list of peripherals. Yeah, there's a there's a big list of peripherals. They've done a Nintendo on this one. It's a, it's it's like so many interesting things that like, it was all about innovations, like with the the internet, with the interesting control pad, 
with the, like I say, the VMU unit that you plugged in, it had four control ports on the front of it. Mm. Um, but, you know, it had a, a really nice, so I'm quick, very quickly mentioned a few of them. Uh, it had like a microphone pack that looked like you plugged mm. it into the control pad to talk. I don't know what games, I didn't look up. Um, it had, it had, of course, everyone needs maracas. Plug your maracas mm. in to play on a Samurai Amigo. Um, it had yeah. guns. It, of course, had a keyboard as well. Uh, mm. it, I don't know if it was the first console for, without a keyboard. It must have been. Uh, well, first one to go back to keyboard after uh, Commodore and all, whatever. Of course, of, of that kind of yeah. old school uh, Russell yeah. era. Um, yeah, yeah. Broadband adapter, karaoke expansion, of course, only for the, the Japanese. And something called a Dream Eye, which is a camera. And I'm not really sure what's going on for that one, so I'm uh, not really worried. Mm. Uh, I did write out the... the, the for myself to mention the one that stood out for me was the vm the vmu uh the memory yeah. card that fits into the control pad custom animations and mini games that are included with some games mm. i think that's amazing like yeah. genuinely we already mentioned it but sega with its ideas that was mm. one of them i think that was although might have not been perfect i think it was a very good very good mm. uh, very good idea uh a small list of games to, to go through on it yeah, um, the the games are the shining stars of the Dreamcast because there's just so many games um, that look so nice and just play so nice and they've been ported since to other stuff. Um, I mean, I, 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 I didn't own a load of games for it, but I owned the good ones, which were good for me, apart from Fantasy Star, which I couldn't play. So the first one on the list is Shenmue. Now, Shenmue is... is had one of the biggest impacts on my life as a child playing this as of as any other game that I, I mean I, only other one I could think is Final Fantasy 7 it's so good I still quote that game to this day because it was fully voice acted it's basically an open world RPG where I, I mean I don't even know where to start to you're gonna have to google it if you want to if you want to know because it's so weird the plot it's like a kung fu kung fu film um, there's all, you learn all different. Uh, what's the what's the word? Leon know this because he's a he's a um, pro at this. <laughs> Stat fight like fighting styles, the martial arts styles. Uh, you learn like kung fu and tai chi <laughs> and whatever they're called. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, taekwondo and all. You learn. You literally have to master those skills uh, while trying to find out who killed your dad. Uh, I think the woman that you live with is your mum. It, it's never really specified. It's just strange. Um, you get pocket money off her, and you spend ninety percent a game. Do you know them like machines outside shops that you turn like a metal? You put like twenty p oh, and you turn them out. A little what called gacha. Or gacha, something. that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Collecting the little figurines and like you. Ah, oh, I've got a little Sonic, and it. But there were two hundred dollars, uh, two hundred yen each, and it was just it was quite expensive, um, and also. Get, getting a job, going to work early, racing forklift, but not getting sacked, having a love interest. The game was so full of stuff, and it had a calendar and a weather scheme, which no other games had at the time. So it would rain or snow, depending on what, because the game was set in, I think it was the early 90s or the late 80s. I think it was the, I, I think it was 80s. I think I read earlier, it yeah. was late 80s uh, Japan, yeah. Yeah, which. Th- they they reconstructed Japan, so you get to actually walk around Japan. That's already been the, done. What on a, on a different game? No, after World War Two. 
All right. Sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the the weather that they used in the game was the actual weather from those dates back in the 80s. Wow. So if it was sunny on the 23rd of April 1987, it was sunny in the game. And it as it gets, the seasons change. As you get towards Christmas, uh, it starts snowing. It's a bit more grim. People have umbrellas. It's it's might rain on a day. It might snow. People walk around dressed as Father Christmas with their bells, like they do in America. And it's it's the game is so vibrant and alive. I mean, I could just do a, We could just do a full episode about the game. Easily one of the best games. And the Dreamcast had it. It sounds is, like a. It sounds like a GTA, like a yeah, a kind of a, I like a, I don't know, like elements of it. Yeah. It's like a real life simulator and GTA, but you're the good guy rather than a bit of a dick that beats up prostitutes and stuff. So you don't you don't beat up prostitutes in this one. Um then we've got Fantasy Star Online, which I can't attest to playing because it wouldn't work. Uh we've got your favourite Soul Calibur. Love Soul Calibur. I played it a lot on yeah. this when I lived somewhere that had it. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I played a lot of this, and I think it started my love for Soul Calibur, or Soul Blade, how it was various iterations of it. Oh. Um, amazing game, one of the best fighting games uh, ever made. I will, uh, I will not, say, not what I owned. I didn't, I didn't actually own that, but I did want to because I was fed up of fighting games where you punch people and you looked at Soul, Soul Calibur, and they all had big, massive swords on the back, all like yeah. stuff, wet actual weapons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a good. And it was different. It was different. Display. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 why I wanted to play it. We've got Marvel vs. Capcom, which is another good game. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, which I never finished, and that to this day pains me because I love Resident Evil, and it was it was quite a good one. Crazy Taxi, which everyone loves, that that were an mm. arcade staple as well. Uh, I know they've re-released it a couple of times, yeah. But I just that's whenever I'm driving fast in car, that's what I think of Crazy Taxi. Uh, Grandia, which is uh, Steve's favourite, yep. if he's listening. Um, really, really good RPG. We've got Sonic Adventure, which still goes down, which is a bit weird for me, as one of my favourite games, that, because it's a Sonic game, but not a typical Sonic game. Have you, have you played it? Have you, I haven't. Have no, you no. The, the memory card played a part in this game, but obviously I couldn't, because I didn't have the battery, I didn't couldn't use it. But it's a Sonic game that's an RPG, and you can you don't control just Sonic. You, there's like I can't remember how many characters there is. Let's just say there's this eight. I don't think there is that many, but maybe there's seven. But we'll say eight. Um, it's eight different stories that intertwine, and to tell one big story. So you play Sonic from start to finish. You'll finish his story, and then you could play as Tails or Knuckles or Amy, which is his love interest, a robot, a cat that's called Big. That does fishing, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, I feel like I'm missing a character, but I can't remember who. Um, but you basically play these, and you can upgrade yourself. Like Sonic gets these better boots or these ring bracelets, that you, so you can run faster or attack more. All all the while doing this to get the Curse Emeralds, you you have these things, these little like cyber pet things that you can hatch from eggs. And then, do you know, like at the end of the Sonic level where you jumped on the thing yeah. and all the animals booked out, you collect those animals within the game and then you take them back to where your little pet thing is and you can feed them to the pet, but it doesn't feed them. It, it, it just it kisses them. It sounds weird. It kisses like a squirrel and the next thing, it's got a squirrel tail. So it takes on attributes from these things so, and, 
and there's all different ones to find and you could use them as a cyber pet on the thing but I couldn't, I couldn't do that I think one of my kids tried that at the park once kissing a squirrel yeah it didn't it won't end well with that it just ends up with poorly lips and rabies that or maybe a tail hanging out the mouth as opposed to yeah <laughs> yes. yeah. But it, yeah you can get I think you can get Sonic Adventure on Steam and I would I, it still holds up to this day there was a, like, a really good game there was a HD one released uh, 2010 I think it said so still like, yeah, it's still yeah. knocking about yeah, de- def- don't bother with number two because that's crap. Um, I think that came out for Xbox One and PlayStation Two, um, but that's crap. But the Sonic Adventure One, which I borrowed to someone that now lives in Cornwall, if you're listening, um, I borrowed in the game and they never gave it me back. And to this day, I'm still sore about that. Is he on your Facebook? Uh, he is on my Facebook. Tag him. So, uh, Brad, if you're listening, I want that game back. If you still got it. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. Um, Jet Set Radio, which is Terry's favourite, which I never played. Um, it was so good. Yeah, I, I, I've recently saw something that said it, it, it was on a list of games that doesn't hold up well, and I don't, I can't remember why. I don't know if it was gameplay or something or some PC thing. I don't mm. know. Um, but I, it's not one. Have you got any memories of that? Uh, I played Jet Set Radio. It's one of the popular games that I have played. Uh, I haven't played a lot. Um, is it, it the rollerblade one yeah you're like jumping on yeah. stuff and then you'd be like spraying things and it had like really cool music it was just it was fun it was it felt very 2000 so it was just just it was just fun you know mm. noise noise mess it's like having kids really you never know yeah. where they are put them on rollerblades you never know where they're going could be anywhere yeah. as long as you're not on top of the hill they'll be alright uh, like Crazy Taxi like they, they did seem to do like a fun a lot of fun games. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, you, you uh, want to attract the older uh, people with like the Resident Evil or, or you know, the, the the fancy star, but you want the young ones don't you, to come and just bash a few buttons, slide around, make a bit of a bit of a mess. Uh, why did it? Mm-hmm. Why did it fail? This this was this was a amazing, mm. amazing console. Like, I've, nothing comes out now that's. This sort of uh, yeah. this futuristic this this gives this much of an impact. You're like yeah. they'll go like, oh, we've got a brand new Xbox. Oh my god, so good! Not that you can buy them, but he'll be like, oh my god, look at this amazing Xbox, and it's literally the same fucking thing. It's just a bit more powerful. Look at this wonderful PlayStation. Mm. It's the same thing as the old one, just a bit more powerful. Do you know what I mean? It's just I, mm. I find new consoles disappointing. That's why I haven't. One of the reasons I haven't got yeah. one. Um, I'm sure you'd like a PlayStation, and um, you know, I'd perhaps like an Xbox, an, an Xbox. But I just don't. They're not doing. They don't doing it. PCs, you know, they rule the roost, and, and these um, consoles aren't doing it for me. So, yeah. uh, like I say, why did it fail? Well, that's that. This is the thing. It had all. It had all its ducks in a row. It should have been the thing. It should have been. Every we should have been talking about it today for. The reason why it's still selling to this day, but we're not because of some unfortunate timing, we'll say, and some um, bad, not well, not even bad marketing, not not the best marketing, but its launch window, which is the timing, was um, the same as the PlayStation 2. Now, for anybody that doesn't know what the PlayStation 2 is, um, you're an idiot because everyone knows who that is. It's like uh, one is. of the most successful consoles ever. It, I think 
I don't know if it is the most successful console. I mean, I owned two of them, but because uh, it's so grown, whatever the I, numbers are, we can just cut it in half because you yeah, own, yeah, you own two. Yeah, I broke one of them while drunk uh, trying to fix it. Um, but we'll t- if we do a PS2 episode, I'll talk about that then. Um, but PS2 massive seller. People were waiting for that. Um, that had so, that bad marketing everywhere you looked. It was PS2 this, PS2 that. It was in every magazine. It was on the tele. Just that's that's why it got overlooked. PlayStation yeah, Two, I mean, best console, best selling cons, best console ever, mm. best selling console. It sold a hundred and fifty five mm. million yeah. uh, pieces of hardware on that one. And just going down, you got the DS family, Game Boy family. Well, let's be honest, the Game Boys and the DS could just hand, they're just mm. handhelds, aren't they? Yeah. PlayStation Four. PlayStation, Wii, Switch, PlayStation 3, uh, Xbox 360 at down uh, down there, which I'm surprised. I thought the Xbox 360 might have been a little bit higher. Uh, yeah. Maybe up with like PlayStation 4 or something, because it was very popular. Yeah. 84 million was 360. But um, mm. back on with what you're saying, sorry. Mm. Oh, in fact, I guess I would have said 360 were just one below. I'd say they were, so, I'd say they were very yeah. similar. They were, yeah. It was so popular. So I mean, I, I I owned four Xbox 360s, so and I've still got two of them upstairs. I don't think the but... the Xbox sold well outside of um, America and Europe, though. Did it? Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it was Microsoft and Japan and the Asian countries didn't really want anything to do with it, and they're no. a big market, aren't they? If you're going to sell, if you're Sony or Sega, you've got potential to sell because, like, say they're a, yeah. Asian companies, aren't they? Yeah, so. I mean, they had. But PS2 had a DVD player, which that is a big leap, but, and that started the trend of consoles being able to play um, Blu-rays and DVDs. I think it was uh, nearly everybody that had a had uh, you know our sort of age. Their first DVD player was on a PlayStation Two. It was yeah, it was and, mine. Yeah, it was it was for me, and I would I would bet my life on it that the PS2 had some sort of. Um, hand in VHS but being squashed even more do you know what I mean because like, like you said like 150 million or whatever it were owned a PS2 DVD player built in all in one thing and it were when that all in one entertainment systems were becoming a thing what's the point in having a separate VHS player when you've got better quality DVDs in your games console that's connected to your TV and it's, it just makes it just made sense so it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if that that had a hand in VHS um, taking a little tumble and disappearing. Um, people still hated uh, the Saturn as well, which is understandable. Um, I, I think that's. I think a lot of people saw it as Saturn too. I remember that around the time. Um, it's like, oh no, but Saturn were crap. Why do I want a Dreamcast? I'm, I'm going to wait for PS2. Sega actually considered getting rid of the Sega. Branding on the Dreamcast and just having it yeah. as uh, the Dreamcast, um, because they knew that people were still feeling, uh, mm. feeling the pain from the 32x and of course the Saturn. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the bad, the bad <coughs> market. It's it's not not the Dreamcast fault. It's it's the parents' fault in this case. It's it's the predecessors that came before it that that sullied it and 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 made it not not be held up as I. Um, EA refused to make sports games for it because 
they didn't have the full rights. Yeah, so and... yeah, so <coughs> Sega. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I wrote that one on there. Sega actually had a, a contractual agreement with a software company that made sports games, but only like a few different sports games. And then they went, "Oh, we need EA." And EA turned around and went, "Well, we want to make all of your sports games because they do make oh, yeah. a lot, don't they?" Hmm. Um, we want to make all of your sports games and of course Sega turned around and went you can't, we've got this other company this lesser known company that actually turned, They did. I think they they changed their name at some point and I think they, they still make games now But and he just went alright, we'll leave you to it then hmm. so no DVD no EA uh, bad launch window obviously PS2 Hmm. The the legacy of the previous consoles yeah. uh, and add-ons it all added towards this uh, very disappointing um, failure, yeah. and it makes me sad a little bit. Yeah. It's the only one of those that makes me a bit sad because I'm like, yeah, I do know someone that had one, and they go on they used to go on about it all the time. It's so good, it's so good, it's so good. And like I said, I did play with one a fair bit, but just hmm. the fact that. You know, could they have not lived side by side in some form? Maybe, hmm. maybe not. I'd, I'd like to see some some alternative, like dimension reality, where it did well and it it did it, and what, where Sega would be today. Yeah. Do you know, like, would they still be making consoles? Would they have? Would the Xbox not be a thing? Or because seeing as they would, they would still Nintendo or Sega fights or. Or PlayStation, or what? How how would today's gaming landscape look if we would have if if we'd not lost Sega to making just games to being a publisher now making bad Sonic games? I think it's very interesting to see the uh, the downfall. And that sounds really yeah, bad. Cause, but... and in hindsight, looking back, when like like we've we've wrote this out, we've looked at this, you can see the steps, the bad steps yeah. that they're taking. And it's like, could they not see it? And it's you do, like you said, there were a lot of trouble between between both the studios, the Japanese and American, which Americans are known for being pig-headed and stubborn, but so are the Japanese that they, they want to do it very a certain way. Two very uh, different cultures. Yeah, and it, 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 I could tell that that that's, and now just look, just looking at it, you can tell that that's not the best mm. partnership to have. Maybe they should have just kept one studio. And or, or let one studio overrule the other, Pro- probably Japanese one, to be honest. But you'll never know. Just yeah, we end up losing them. I listened to a podcast called, uh, called a podcast called Abroad in Japan, and there was a a story about uh, there was on a train, and Americans or British people, there the, the voices are a good volume and they're talking, they're chattering away, hmm. and some little Japanese woman had turned around and basically told them to shut up yeah. because it's rude to chatter on trains mm. and I'm like that's just a great way of looking at this this Japanese and western relationship of they just don't gel they yeah. just don't gel it was all going mm. wrong and uh, yeah it all went all went to itself I've had a I've had a, a a nice time just chatting about these uh, and looking into the information about them mm. um I missed out on <clears throat> on these and I kind of I always wanted a dream I kind of wanted a dreamcast and I wanted a uh, like I say, make a CD, and I, I am a bit sad I missed out on them. But so that's from ninety one to to two thousand and one. That is, that's ten years worth of Sega there. Yeah, they definitely te- te- yeah. circling the drain. <laughs> Just For like ten years, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, little bits dropping off every now and again. But uh, 
Yeah, it's been good, and it's been good getting back on with you, Nathan. I think I've, uh, yeah. I've missed that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll chat in. I think I think um, hmm. should uh, get a bit more organised and get get back on. And if you're hmm. now you're feeling a little bit a little bit better, we'll uh, we'll get something sorted. Like I say, if you are watching um, the video, I'll hopefully have this. Uh, I won't give a date when it's coming out just uh, just yet. But I'll have some some video bits, and um, I'll try and include the uh, the original trailers for these uh, add-ons and consoles because some of them are so good. Uh, yeah. Probably not so much the the audio, but I'll definitely have some of the some of the video for you. Very very good, very good to watch mm-hmm. them. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Right then. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed yourself with all the Sega chatter. Remember that you can catch us here on YouTube and on various podcast platforms, including the popular Spotify. Don't forget to smash that like button and share with your friends because they know they need somewhere to retreat and we know that this is the right place to be. So it's a lovely thank you very much from me. And it's a it's a thanks and a goodbye from me as well. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.